The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender at MLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Good morning and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, the president and owner of both Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, along with Acunet Mortgage Loan Consultant and Consulting Team Manager, David Wickert. Good morning, David. Hi, Dad. If you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, which is 414-799-1620. Well, kind of the big news item if you're a mortgage person or a realtor is that mortgage rates are unexpectedly really low. And uh, the reason is because of words not actions mm. okay wow deep and yeah poetry like reading mm, sure and so uh, on wednesday the federal reserve open market committee met the fomc yep and uh, they didn't do anything except they changed their statement they removed the word patient about their future rate cuts or mm. or increases and they did say that we stand at the ready however to do what's necessary to keep the economic expansion going that is palace intrigue yeah and and so that is like right next door to saying nothing but the financial markets went oh my god they're gonna cut rates for sure in july what are the odds uh, odds are at 72 percent for a quarter cut and 28 percent for a half cut all right i don't know if you added that up quickly in your mind but that is a 100 percent certainty in the futures market that they're going to do something all right i'll take i'll take the other side of that you will that they're going to do nothing yeah I did read an article that their other alternative to making a rate cut move would be to what? Uh, purchase treasuries? Or stop selling them. Right now, the uh, Federal uh, Reserve is selling uh, billions and billions of dollars of United States Treasury debts and mortgages to try to shrink their formerly $4 trillion bucket full of those things yeah. that they had bought. So they could say, hey, we were going to stop selling those in September. We're going to start stop selling them right now. Okay. And that would also have an easing effect on credit. Um, but anyway, this came as really no surprise as to what they were going to do. The market was already thinking they were going to cut rates in July, and yet, for reasons that really cannot be explained, interest rates did fall on Wednesday. Now, I looked back at Fannie Mae's forecast for the 30-year fixed rate mm. that they came out with in December. I'm sure it's spot on. 2018. And, and these guys are smart. They have a whole team of economists. I've met their chief economist, uh, Doug Duncan. He's a really good guy and a smart guy. Back then, based on the information, the best information available, they were predicting that the 30-year fixed mortgage rate would be at 4.8% for all of 2019 and all of 2020. David, where is that 30-year fixed rate mortgage sitting right now? We could do 3.99% at no cost at Acunet Mortgage. No points and no cost. No points and no cost. 3.875 yep. with regular closing cost, 1185 bucks. Correct. All right, that's if you have 25% equity and all the other right stuff. The APR is probably like 3.89 yeah. or something like that. Yep. Okay, so now the June forecast. Just to be clear, that's less than 48 what they yeah. predicted. The, that is, that a, is a full percent entire, less. In other words, 
if you do the math on that, that's like a 20% drop mm-hmm. in the interest rate. You know, imagine if the stock market dropped. 20%. Fannie Mae said, we think things are going to go left, and then interest rates took a sharp right. Correct. And kind of their whole explanation is that, um, uh, well, or the whole market rationale is, well, you know, the, the global economy is going to slow down. And so uh, because of that, uh, the Europeans in the particular. Buyers are, are putting money into fixed it, income. But now here's the other weird thing. Stocks went up, too. Right, stocks are near record highs. Isn't that called a Goldilocks? Not too hot, not too well, cold. Everything is good today. Well, because they're saying that by lowering the interest rates on everything, that's going to stimulate consumer spending and stimulate business spending, and so that's going to keep the economic party going, and that's what stocks are all about. Yeah. So we are living in this weird, weird world, and uh, but then I want to also say that rates kind of came back up the other way well, on Friday. They snapped back. Yeah. 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 All right. So now here's just something else I want to try to do. And I don't know if we should do this or not, but there are currently there is currently twelve point five trillion dollars of government bonds, sovereign debt, sovereign debt that have yields negative under zero percent an effective yield of yeah correct so the lowest one i think is switzerland Mm -hmm. people are willing to pay so much to own swiss government 10-year bonds that it's a negative yield of 0.48 give them a million dollars you're only going to get back like nine 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 yeah and five yeah yeah and uh, Germany is negative 0.28. Japan has been negative for a long time. They're at negative 0.17. France can borrow money uh, at a negative yield f- for a term of up to nine years, anywhere from one to nine. And Netherlands, you said you did a little quick count. There are 14 countries, 15, 15 countries that can borrow money for 10 years. Cheaper than the United States. Cheaper than the United States. And what can we borrow money for? Uh, a yield of 2.05. Okay, 2.05. So when we come back, I found a really interesting article on who is crazy enough yeah. to want to own a government bond that has a negative yield. We're going to cover that little thing when we come back. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on News Radio 620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Love this song. A Just as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. Okay. There yeah, there you go. Come on. Two years ago, I know. in August, we were at the top of that mountain. Yeah. Wow. How was the day? Seems like longer. Yeah. All right. So uh, David and I have been struggling for months to say who is buying bonds with negative yields and so i googled that today. people who are afraid that is who not necessarily okay and so this was a um column by alan sloan who's a financial columnist for the washington post and the headline is hilarious an expert opinion on negative yield government bonds just nuts it's just nuts. Got it. And so Alan Sloan interviewed a guy named Joe Rosenberg, who he calls a Wall Street god, only because he's been in Wall Street, working in Wall Street for 45 years, hmm. and worked for a really big bond house, Lowe's Corp. Sure. You, you've heard of them from yeah, here. Not the home improvement store. Yeah, not the home improvement store, but they are like known as being bond, for sure. bond. experts. Yep. And so he's talking to this guy about, the negative yields. By the way, I want to point out again that it's $12.5 trillion with a T. Mm-hmm. And remember that, just to put that in perspective, 
one billion seconds is like 35 years ago. Yes. And one trillion seconds is like 33,000 years 33, ago. 33,000. So yeah. it's the difference between 33 years and 33,000 years. That's how big a trillion is to a billion. That is a ton. I mean, unbelievable. I think it's like 30% of all the sovereign debt in the world. All right. So this guy points out, Mr. Rosenberg, that there's $184 trillion of total global debt, by the way. Oh. Anyway, keep going. All right. So only 10%. Yeah. Okay. So, so why would you willingly uh, buy a bond? And here's a quick example. We'll try to make this quick. David, if you bought a, pretend you bought a million dollars of U.S. Treasury bonds mm -hmm. two years ago, because... And the yield, I looked this up, was 2.375. So you shelled out a million dollars, and you got this bond back that said, you now own $1 million of United States government debt, yep. and they'll pay you 2.375% every year for the next 10 years. And mm -hmm. at the end, you'll get all your principal back. What could you sell that bond for today? 102 cents on the dollar. 102 and a quarter. So you could sell it for $1,022,500. Sweet. And I got the interest in between the in last between. two years. That's right. And so what's happening is the fool, the person who pays you more than a million dollars for your bonds, yes. is still only going to get 2.375 on the original face value yes. of a million. But because he or she paid more than the face value, that shrinks the effective yield that he or she is earning down to 2.06. Yes. All right, so what you have, so, so you see how the value of the bond went up yep. because overall market interest rates went down. Mm -hmm. And so what the people are doing who are buying uh, Swiss 10-year debt at negative 0 0.48, mm -hmm. they are thinking that yields are going to go lower. Right. Well, or they're hoping. Yeah, they're hoping because roughly for every 1% drop in interest rates, they get 6% gain. Sure. Okay. It's a one to six ratio. Well, because you own a, you now own a more valuable bond. That's hey, right. I own this bond at 3%. And now if you want the same thing that I got two years ago, well, you're only going to get 2%. So you got to pay me more if you want my juicier bond. That's correct. All right. So what this fella is saying, Mr. Rosenberg is that he thinks all these people are idiots. Oh. And furthermore, he says that if you um, see the Federal Reserve lower the short-term interest rates, because remember, they are working on the Fed funds rate. That's the only dial that they have. Yes. Right? That's overnight interest rates that they charge banks. Mm -hmm. He's saying, you know, if they cut it a lot, that could scare the market that inflation, which is the enemy of long-term interest rates, could shoot up. And so he's saying a cut in the Fed funds rate could actually make mortgage rates go higher. Huh. Here is my point to everybody listening today, and everybody, I'm doing this on my 60-second radio commercials, is right now, today, today's interest rates on 30-year fixed rate and 15-year fixed rate mortgages assume that the Federal Reserve will cut rates. It's already baked in. Baked into the cake right now. If the market changes its mind, for example, if President Trump and President Xi of China get together next, is it this coming week? Yeah. In Japan. Yep. And they say, you know what? We're going to work things out on a trade deal, and they shake hands. That is going to make interest rates go up. Mm -hmm. So I think we've demonstrated that with the Fannie Mae prediction being wrong by just 1%, <laughs> uh, and, and everything else, there is no way to really predict no. where interest rates are headed from here. So don't wait or think that, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait smart. for rates to drop. More. That's yeah. right. I heard that. Nope. 
Why not take the bird in the hand? That's what I'm recommending. Uh, if you are buying a home, you have no choice. If you're looking at refinancing, you do have a choice. Mm -hmm. All right, so when we come back, we're going to tell you a story about um, some first-time homebuyers yeah. who we are helping out and taking them out of a bad path, we think, of getting a five-year arm from their credit union and into the loving, safe arms of a 30-year fixed. We'll cover that after this break. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on News Radio 620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. All right, so we're going to go from the wonky talk about why interest rates are so low and blah, 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 to here's a real-life story about a young couple buying their first home, yeah. and they had gone to their credit union mm -hmm. and were being somehow talked into getting a five-year adjustable rate mortgage at a rate of 3.625. And so they were telling their landlord, who they become friends with, about this. And their landlord happens to be a multi-time past Acuna customer. And he said, what are you going to do? You're going to get an adjustable rate mortgages? you got to call the guys at Acuna Mortgage. The husband of the husband and wife team called me. We talked about it. I said, you know, I can give you a 3.75 30-year fixed rate. Mm -hmm. And then you never have to think about And then in year six, you're not changing. worried about it. Yeah. All right, so David, then take it from there. What, what? Well, first of all, what kind of loan program did we put them into? Thirty-year fixed rate. Uh, we are using Freddie Mac's Home Possible program. And what's cool about that? Reduced mortgage insurance and uh, better pricing uh, uh -huh. when you meet the income threshold. Or what's the opposite of a threshold? The limit. Limit. When wow. you stay below the limit of this income program. That's right. And so one news flash here, folks, is both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, who we've been talking about, hey, they're going to try to shrink their footprint a little bit, and the Trump administration wants to, you know, get other competitors in there. They just announced, both of them now, that they are reducing the income maximum yep. allowable for this very powerful program. They are shrinking who qualifies That's for right. this program. In southeastern Wisconsin, the maximum qualifying income was 77300 As of late July, that is going to shrink to about $62,000. Yep. Okay, so they're saying we're only making the special pricing available to fewer people. And these folks would have slipped out of eligibility correct that's the word we were looking for thank maybe. you yes because they would have made too much money and normally so, a good problem I normally make too much right, money. more is better but not when you're getting special uh pricing, pricing. so their 3.75 would have either gone to 4.125 percent which would have cost them 45 dollars and 53 cents more per month had they not been eligible for it, the home possible. it was that big a swing that big i a didn't swing. realize that and, or if they wanted to keep the rate the same, <clears throat> they would have had to shell out just an extra $2,500. And, and the reason is that the special loan program is impervious to credit score pricing adjustments mm -hmm. uh, if your credit score is at least 680 or higher. And we have one borrower right now with a 708 score. Um, and, and when you don't qualify for the special program, well, then you get slapped with a penalty for having a 708 score yes all right so um then david tell you were just telling me off the air what are what else are you doing for this couple to get them the best deal possible so not only are we mortgage pros but we also know a thing or two about credit scores and so for the uh, co-borrower she had a credit card with a 500 dollars limit only okay and there was 300 dollars 
on that $500 credit card, which 300 bucks is like whatever. 60% utilization. Correct. So it's a, it's a percentage problem, not a dollar amount problem. Okay. And so, so we, I cracked open our, what if simulator for their credit score. And I said, look, if we just pay this $300 down to zero, your credit score will drop from 708 to 758. Ooh, and how will that help them? It will reduce the cost of their private mortgage insurance Aha, because so, her credit score will improve so dramatically. So not only is mortgage pricing the interest rate that you pay, mm -hmm. that's dependent on a person's down payment amount yes. expressed in 5% increments, 5, 10, 15, 20, oh, and then 3% down, and also the lower of the two buyer's credit scores, mm -hmm. okay? And so by, man, I don't want to say manipulating, by assisting. By right-sizing. By, yes, by optimizing. There's there the word go. I'm looking for. The co-buyer's credit score and getting that up from 708 to 757, we're I think we're going to save them like another $25 mm -hmm. by reducing the cost of the monthly mortgage insurance. So this is the kind of granularity that you need, and we deliver at Acunet. We're going to come back and tell you some more stories don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back, and uh, we're just talking about a teacher and his wife buying a their first home, and how we're kind of being rather clever about it. And so, a couple other things, not just for them. Come on, every day. Uh, right. Well, that's right. That's right. We, we do this. Yeah, yeah. Good point. So they called up on Tuesday. And uh, David happened to take their application, and, um, and it's rather short closing because they were already kind of a week into it mm -hmm. with the credit. They already had their inspection done. Oh, yeah, that's right. They had their home inspection done. They had cleared that. Mm -hmm. I also want to mention that they're paying quite a bit more than the asking price. I'm going to say that the um, listing price was in the low 200s, and they're paying their, their offer. Their winning offer was like $22,000 more or something like that than the asking price. Whoa. And one of the things you didn't talk with them yet, I don't think, yeah. but I just did the calculation. If you get their credit, if you get the wife's credit score up and then the appraisal comes in low. They're putting 10% down. They're putting 10% yeah, down. That's a good point. Yep. Their um, appraisal could come in $11,500 less than the agreed upon price. Mm -hmm. And their monthly payment would only go up $14. They wouldn't have to bring a nickel more to closing. Ah, so the cost, the, the possible cost of overpaying is, 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 yeah, is limited to 14 more bucks per month. Yeah, that's crazy cool. And we're, we help if, people. If they choose to not go back to the seller to try to renegotiate yeah, the Do they have price. an appraisal contingency? Yes. Okay, so they did write their offer, folks, with a, a contingency that says, oh, and if the appraisal comes back lower than the agreed upon sales price, we, the buyers, can cancel the transaction. Now, buyers don't normally do that. Instead, they go back. Because you still want the house. Right, right, right. So they usually go back to the sellers and say, hey, the appraisal came in $10,000 lower. You know, would you please lower the price or split it or, you know, some other proposal. Uh, but now, so so on Tuesday, you took the application. Mm -hmm. uh, when did the appraiser go out? Yesterday. Oh, that's in three days. Magical. And we got their signed disclosures and documentation back. We had an initial approval on Friday from underwriting. Bam. Contingent upon the appraisal that was happening the next day. 
Okay. That's pretty so slick. So we're probably going to have this thing wrapped up in about 10 calendar days. I bet you we have the appraisal back by the end of next week. Now you're putting the pressure on me. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we don't want to do every loan in a week or 10 days, right? You we, know, yeah. But we can. And right now, by the way, folks, things are busy because interest rates are so low. And it's peak home buying season. And it is still peak home buying season. Yeah. You, know, you kind of got to be writing that offer now in order to close before the school year starts. Right? Because really? June is almost done. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Time is flying by. Um, so an overall very uh, positive story uh, for our first-time homebuyers. And we're, we're doing a lot of first-time homebuyers. You know, nationally, I think what we'll talk about next, David, is uh, the National Association of Realtors mm -hmm. uh, came out and said, hey, great news, uh, May home sales were up 2.5%. So what's the first thing? Compared to what? Ah, very good. You are very smart, okay. young man. Yeah, most uh, days. Uh, yeah, compared to what? And so crazily, that headline was written, compared to April. To which I say, May sales are always higher than April sales. This just in, less snow in May than there was in April. Yeah, that's right. And, and so I did a little comparing of national uh, home sales mm -hmm. and things like, how's the supply versus demand and, and this sort of thing. And I'm going to share those with you because... Wisconsin and southeastern Wisconsin is not like the rest of the country. We are special. And I'm going to For tell sure. you just how special we are when we come back. You are listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, News Radio 620 WTMJ. Helping you find a place to call home. This is the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, so uh, May home sales, according to the National Association of Realtors, were actually down 1.1% from a year earlier in May. Did they just come out with this? It's like I was it's like almost June. July. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Uh, they're all, you know, it takes them a while to gather up all the little individual MLS okay. data and calculate them. The median sales price nationwide, and this is for single-family townhomes, condos, and co-ops, all combined was 277700 up Let's call it 5% from a year ago. So I want oh. you to remember a couple of things. 5%. Mm -hmm. I want you to remember that. That's the median price increase. And the number of months supply of homes was 4.3. So remember, that's mm -hmm. where you take how many homes are listed for sale, and mm -hmm. you divide it by the number of sales in a particular month. Yeah. And if you're between 0 and 3, that is a seller's market. Yes. If you're between 3 and 6 months supply, that is a neutral market. Balanced. Balanced. So this would be at the lower end of neutral, right at 4.3. Actually, kind of almost right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And if you have a 6 or more month supply of homes, that is a buyer's market. By the way, my mother, octogenarian Marge, uh, said to me last week, oh, I meant to tell you that Lester Holt said on the evening NBC News that now was the best time to buy a house in a long time because it's a buyer's market, plus uh, interest rates are so low. Well, what? it's a buyer's market in a lot of markets, like on the coasts, you know, and in some other metropolitan areas, and, but not in southeastern Wisconsin, and here's why. So I just re-looked at... It's sunny in Philadelphia, but it doesn't mean it's sunny here in Milwaukee. That That's... is correct. All right, so the number of single-family home and condo sales combined, so using the same measurement as the national number, what did I say it was down year over year nationally? 1.1%. Uh, yep. Okay. We were literally exactly the same, 2,253 
condos and single-family homes sold this year mm -hmm. in May using a Realtor. Same exact number as last year. Hmm. Uh, but now check this out. Uh, the appreciation or median sales price, what did I say the national number was? 277 No, 5. Oh, 5%. Oh, you're not paying attention. I thought you said, you said price, not appreciation. Okay. 5% median sales price uh, was the national increase. Mm -hmm. Southeast Wisconsin, 13.6 compared to a year ago. So that comes in at $238,500. That's $28,000 so more than last May's. So, so if last year I, my house was worth two hundred thirteen percent 13% more, my house is now worth two twenty six. That's not exactly right because the median sales price doesn't take into account things like the square footage of the oh, home and the okay. number of bathrooms, but roughly speaking. All right, so now do you remember what the number of months supply was? 4.4. 4. 4.2. 3. 4.3. In southeast Wisconsin, the five counties, 2.7. That sounds right. Yep. But in reality, it's under two, like two or under. If you go from 50,000 up to 399.9, you're in the twos, hmm. two month supply. If you are in 400 to 449, it's a 3.2 month supply. If you get into the 450 to $500,000 price range, it's 4.4, hmm. kind of like the national average. If you're in the 500 to 750 price range in oh. southeastern Wisconsin, it is a six-month supply. Okay, and only getting worse. Yep. And then, lastly, here's a question: How many listings do you think there currently are, David, at a million dollars or more in the five-county area? Do you think it starts with not a, contingent? No, yeah. just overall. Mm, Twenty-seven. A 173. Oh, okay. <laughs> One hundred. So, if you are trying to sell your million dollar plus home, in you the better be a very pretty house. Well, and it. By the way, for the winners, <clears throat> I think there were twenty three winners that sold homes in May at a million or more. Mm -hmm. It's an eight point seven month supply, and it took, on average, for the people that did sell their million dollar or more homes in May, it took them five point eight months. So it was a six month process Oofta. to get from the listing to the offer. So obviously, the take home there is the higher your price, the pickier your buyers. Well, and the fewer buyers there are because they can't afford them for sure. And then they kind of want the house if they're spending three quarters of a million or dollars. It's like they want it the way they want it. And, right. You know, so there's a lot of construction going on. I want to point out one other thing. Uh, the uh, head economist for the National Association of Realtors. Larry is, Yoon. That's right. He and I are beating on the same drum saying the real problem in America is builders aren't building enough affordable homes. Wow. So we're going to this shortage of homes in the quote affordable price ranges, which I'm going to say in the Milwaukee metro area is under 400,000. Mm hmm. We don't have enough of them, and that problem is not going away. And the only solution to that problem is more construction those price ranges. The other solution is you need to be the real estate and mortgage correspondent for the NBC Nightly News, apparently, so you ah, can okay. give more detailed analysis rather than, that's a buyer's market. Well, yeah, just, just not where we are. So all real estate is local. Like politics. That is like politics. All right, when we come back, um, I want to talk about how child support and... Uh, maintenance mm -hmm. or that's what we call it in wisconsin is maintenance yep. other parts of the world they call it alimony you know how does that impact a person's ability to qualify yeah uh for a home we'll cover that when we come back because it is a common phenomenon and i've got a situation a story to tell 
And uh, just a reminder, you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you through the home buying process. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, before I tell my story about uh, child support and maintenance and how that impacts things, I forgot that I had a little extra nugget of information Mm -hmm. regarding just how tight the market is here in southeastern Wisconsin. I just ran how many listings are there uh, for all the municipalities in Waukesha County? And so if you just look at active listings, the MLS tells you that right now at this moment, there are 202 active listings in Waukesha, the city of Waukesha. With the city or the county? City. City proper. Yeah. Okay. Yep, the city. Uh, the problem if you're a home shopper is 114 of those already have accepted offers. So there are really oh. only 88 homes. In every price range from every, sixty to 600000 You got it. Every price range there are 88. So less than half. In Brookfield, 198 listings. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. The number that don't have offers? 96. Uh, the next largest number of listings. So is it's in... a good time to sell. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're ready to sell, oh, list it up. This is single-family detached homes I did. Menominee Falls, 136 overall listings. 71 are available. Oconomowoc, 118 listings. 63 are available without offers. And So there you go. It's tighter than it looks. So you were telling me that when you see a home on Zillow, what, what's the story? I just don't think they have uh, the tech to communicate if a home has an offer on it yet. Correct. And Well, which is why you need to work with a pro real estate agent because they've got the pipeline into the multiple listing service. Yeah, because that is a buzzkill. If you are out there and you're looking at homes and you go, I love that home. Oh, it's already got an offer. Yeah. Now, you you need an agent to then contacts the listing agent. And remember, we always say, never want to deal with the listing agent. Sorry, everybody out there who's a listing agent. Because their well, they know. obligation is to get the highest price and best terms for the seller. For sure. And so what you want to do is work with your own agent who is going to get you the best deal. But what the buyer's agent would do in that aspect is say, well, tell me about that offer. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to receive secondary offers? Because sometimes those primary offers have contingencies, like sale of home contingencies. Right. You know, and things of that nature. So you can sometimes bump other offers out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are working with a smart real estate agent. All right, so that's my little story on eh, it's tighter than it appears. By the way, in all of Waukesha County, single-family detached homes, there are allegedly 1,535, but more than half of them, 841. Oh, 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 no, wait, wait, wait. 694 have offers. Eight. All right, so just a little bit more than half are well, available. But still. So that would cut the marketing time. Yeah, 54%. Oh, because you're doing the balanced market based uh-huh. upon all listings. All listings, because I think that's the way oh, it's man. done. Okay. So there's not really a 2.7 month supply. It's probably more like a 1.3, something like that. Crazy. All right, anyway, the, the message is you got to have your track shoes on and get out there. And then you also have to know things like, oh, what happens if I overpay? Because that is what's happening for the... Well, well, don't say it in the tone of voice like it's a bad thing. What if I get to overpay and win the house? And, well, and how good that actually is. And it usually takes people losing three or four times mm-hmm. before they gain the stomach mm-hmm. for, for saying, oh, 
you know what, if I overpay by 10 grand, it's only going to, you know, cost me an extra $15 a month. And I'm okay with that because the other alternative is I don't get the house. I don't have a house to move into. Right. All right. Back over to divorce land. Mm, What a pick me up. Well, it's it's a reality. It's common out there. And so the thing that you want, if you are the person having to pay any sort of support, is you would rather pay maintenance to the ex-spouse uh, than child support. Okay. And child's the, what, what's the reason for that? Mortgage lenders get to count child support payments like they're a car payment as opposed to maintenance to an ex-spouse. We can lop off your top-line pre-tax income before doing a debt-to-income calculation. And the net effect of that is, like, I've got this person here who makes, let's just say, $10,000 a month mm-hmm. salary, and he has a $1,750 child support payment. So automatically, before he has any house payment, mm-hmm. he has a 17.5% debt-to-income ratio. In other words, we're using up yeah, 17.5% like of his income each yeah. month to service his child support payment. Right. And the opposite of that would have been, oh, if it was maintenance, he would be making, in our eyes, $8,300. Right. And he can afford a lot more home. And I'm going to have to... Well, and there's a difference between mortgage life and real life because we get to take maintenance off the top. But in real life, you have to be able to afford that as is. Well, that's right. That's right. So... It, it, it's important uh, to know the differences. That's what we do. So if you or someone you know is going through a divorce, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of know all the angles when it comes to mortgage lending, uh, that impact. That just as an example, if the person receiving maintenance or child support wants to use that income to qualify, Ooh, David? Six months receipt. That's right. You have to have received it for six and, months and cons- timely. Consistent right, receipt. Right, right, right. Not every other month, and then he makes up. We need a track record showing you've received it, and it has to continue for three years. Three years in order for it to count as qualifying income. Details matter. That's right. That's right. All right. So we are coming up on the end of our lovely show once again. And so the takeaways from today's show are that interest rates are unexpectedly low. Baked in already. But, yes, the Federal Reserve's future rate cuts are already baked into today's rates, so there is no reason to wait to grab a great rate. I think I have that one of my ads this coming week. You can click on the blue button at acunet.com to get a no Social Security number required refi checkup and find yeah. out how much you can save. By the way, loan amount matters. Yeah. If you got a $50,000 loan, you're probably not going to save a lot of money, but maybe you got equity you want to take out to remodel your house. That's an opportunity for sure. Big loans, bigger the loans, bigger the savings. And also would still love to help more people buy a home, whether it's your first home or next home. We've got the tools to help you. You can get started with your rock solid guaranteed pre-approval to buy also by clicking on the blue button at Acunet.com. You have been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. We'll see you next week. And you've been listening on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.